1: Do you believe in sports curses? Mike White, who's supposed to be the next big thing with the Jets, goes down in the first quarter, but they're saying there's got to be a curse on the Jets. And our question to you, the viewers, is do you believe in sports curses? Can't make up my mind whether I believe in them or not. Because on one hand, I say the harder you work, the luckier you get. But on the other hand, I'm very spiritual and believe there's a plan and all the rest, so I, I don't know.
2: This is the Rod Peterson Show.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Hour 2 of your favorite daytime sports talk show coming to you live from Ace Casino Airport, Calgary, Hotel Cleek, Calgary Airport, on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio and streaming. And we're going to have a lot of fun here in Hour 2. We've got my favorite all-time rough rider here, two-time Grey Cup champion Jeff Fairholm, who's been making his... Home here for uh, how long, Fairway? How long have you been
3: in Alberta? Uh, I've been here for 10 years now.
1: A 10? Oh, yeah, I thought it was as, longer than that. No, as of Monday, it'll be 10 years. Oh, how about that? <laughs> and we're going to talk... We've, listen, it's a exciting weekend uh, for sports. We're going to talk about it all with Jeff here. He's with us for one more segment. Then coming up, Jim Lang and Bakari Grant. Our, our poll question before we go any further. I should get this out of the way. I'm going to get your opinion, Fairway, on all of these things. But the Jets... We're grounded last night. The Winnipeg Jets got finished off by Vegas. They fell 4-1 in Game 5. Golden Knights moving on to Round 2. They're the first team to advance. After the game, Rick Bonus, the coach of the Jets, torched his players and said, this goes back to January. We've had no pushback. Their best players were way better than our best players. He just roasted them. Our poll question today for Key Auto Group. Where, by the way, it's truck month at Key Chevrolet Buick GMC. Get 3.49% financing up to 72 months on the 2023 Silverado 1500. Conditions apply. Go to keyshev.com for more details. Should Rick Bonus be in trouble with, any, with the Jets' ownership for pointing the fingers at the players? An hour ago, Moose says these, this should be kept in-house. I say he shouldn't because I'm a speak-your-truth kind of guy. And so are you, I think. So, do you think he will get a talking to by the owners of the team for calling out the players after the series?
3: He might get a talking to, but as long as he's been preaching that message since January internally, why not? I mean, you know, players have to be held accountable. I think players these days, in general, are way too soft. And y- you know, you say the wrong thing to them, they go, they go and pout. I mean, look what's happened. I'm, Nylander has been pouting. It seems like the whole the whole series, but. I don't have a problem with what he said. I think the players need to be accountable. It's true, you know, there was right. no pushback. They had some injuries to to some some key players and I think that I think that uh, core of players in Winnipeg are going to get blown up now because they just haven't been able to push it across the goal line.
1: I don't think there should be changes with the coach or the GM though. I don't know how closely you follow the Jets, but they they had a pretty good regular season, got into the playoffs. I don't think there should be changes there but
3: you from the head coach and general manager no 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 with them but clearly they need to change their team because they're just not putting it across the goal line they snuck into the playoffs uh barely i thought they would be a good playoff team but again some injuries you can use there's always a lot of excuses but back to your original question what's wrong with saying that it's too soft and no pushback i have no problem with that
1: and i don't think I don't think he will be in trouble, but I don't know how owners think. I never will understand that. Now, moving on to the Leafs and Lightning. The Leafs failed to uh, close it out last night. That wedding was 4-2 as the final with an empty netter losing to Tampa. What do you say is your hometown?
3: Well, oh, I, I was born in Montreal, raised in Toronto, so that's usually what I say.
1: And you don't cheer for either the Habs or the Leafs.
3: I don't. Uh, actually, I don't like the Habs at all. But that's, <laughs> okay, don't ask me why. Um, <laughs> I'll get in trouble. But um, Toronto, I I would like to see Toronto win um, because I think the town would go crazy. It'd be great for Canada. But you know, the uh, the statistic side of me wants to see them lose too because it's just it's good entertainment and boy they're tough to watch as a fan they're so hard to watch the you know they seem to just show up for 10 minutes of the game and and then you know pull it out with you know kick down three goals but they're tough to watch right now but we'll see well i have leafs
1: in seven and i guess that could still happen but it's certainly lining up for another blowing it
3: yeah i don't know if that if it goes to seven i i think tampa's gonna win that's my prediction um, but I think, you know, they're, they're, they're built for the playoffs. I just don't know if they're, they're tough enough. Or, you know, you don't want to talk about with Bonessa? I don't think there's enough pushback by the Leafs right now.
1: Never has been. No. Yeah, that's a, that's a dressing room thing. By the way, the four games tonight in the Stanley Cup playoffs are Carolina at the Islanders, Boston at Florida, Dallas at Minnesota, and Colorado at Seattle. Hurricanes, uh, Hurricanes, Bruins, Stars, and Kraken all lead three games to two. But in the time we have left, we will talk football with Jeff Fairholm. The training camp's roping in just over two weeks' time, I think about 16 days. And you said you're going to personally inspect rough riders training camp
3: i wouldn't say i'm gonna personally inspect you're gonna show up I, i have occasion to be there be in saskatoon and and that part of saskatchewan for work so yeah i'm hoping to catch a few uh few practices and and see how that see how that offense comes together you know it's it's basically a brand new offense new offensive coordinator new quarterback new receivers basically a new offensive line so you know, if I was them, I, I'd, I'd be playing them together a lot in practice, and I would have them play a lot more than, than veterans usually play in the two preseason games because they need to gel quick because, of, you know, if they don't win out of the gate or and or if they go 0-4, 0-5, I know people are going to get restless. It's Rider Nation. Yeah, and they have every right to be restless, you know, in my opinion. I'm restless. I want to see how they're going to be. Everything looks good on paper. They got the second-best quarterback available, in my opinion, uh, through free agency, um, which was a great job because Bo was off the table. But, boy, if they if they start off slow, there's – I'm going to say it. I think heads will roll, and I think a lot of heads will roll well
1: the rider nations tuned in to get your take on this and i've i'm going back there this weekend i'm going to be speaking in pence uh with chris and ryan Getzlaff, and that's the talk just like it's 24 7 flames here and you get it you've been here long enough to know there it's 24 7 riders and the fans are optimistic and it's hard to talk to them because i don't see the optimism you you seem
3: optimistic. I am optimistic. Yeah. I'm always optimistic. You yeah. know, until they show me otherwise, I'm optimistic. I was optimistic about last year's team until they showed me otherwise. So, yeah. you know, on paper, they look like they have built a team. But defense, I think, is going to be fine. They've totally rebuilt an offense. Nobody's really played together other than a couple of players here and there from other teams, really. So they've got a lot of gelling to do and... and it, it, there's going to be a lot of pressure on the coaches to, to put them together. Um, I, I kind of wish Kelly would keep his mouth shut a little bit with how he's going to run the offense. I mean, I'm a, I'm a show-me guy, so, okay, you want to talk? Then show me how, how good you can be on offense. And I hope they're good. That's And I'm, I'm hopeful and I am optimistic.
1: Well, I just want to uh, walk this back a little bit. As a guy that covered 20 training camps, his voice of the riders and several more before I was the voice of the riders. I know what you're saying, but a lot of fans won't. You're saying because of the new OC and all the new personnel, it should be a veteran-heavy groupings from day
3: one? 100%. I mean, they're going to have to take a look at some rookies that are going to come in because hopefully you find one or two that can come in and start. Um, But, yeah, it's going to be a very... It should be a very veteran uh, group starting, playing, and playing more in preseason. Instead of playing a quarter in the first game and a half in the second game, I would suggest... A half for the veterans in the first in the first game and, and three quarters uh in the second game that's what I think
1: well and the uh old time football guys of which I'll lump you in that group they're gonna they sit back and they look at it and they don't I'm talking about the old coaches and stuff like my buddies they've coached every team so they don't have a rooting favorite they're like if you're trying to get a leg up in the west who are you gonna get ahead of is the way they look at it like what? How? What's your landscape, or what are you looking at for the West in the CFL this year?
3: Well, everyone, everything goes, still goes through Winnipeg, in my yeah. opinion. I, I think BC is going to be super strong. Um, Calgary's always good. And Edmonton is going to be a lot better than they were last year. They, they, you know, they did the Chris Jones thing where they they test the waters with everybody and, you know, have a revolving door. But they're going to be better. Chris Jones always is. And that leaves Saskatchewan. And it's kind of up in the air, right? I mean, how much more gas in the tank does does the quarterback have? Uh, How much more gas in the tank does does, uh, Walker have coming from Edmonton? Uh, Who's their deep threat? Can they protect the? Can they protect the quarterback? These are all questions that I'd like to see in training camp get answered quickly, so that they can they can start the season, um, you know, one and zero.
1: I'm envious that you're going to be at training camp because it's always a lot of
3: fun. Right? Yeah, well, I've got work to do, so I'm going to catch a couple of a couple of practices. And quite frankly, I don't even know what I'm looking at anymore. But um, you, you can know, see what you. need Yeah, to it's see. not hard to see. You know how fast the uh, the defensive line gets in and, and pressures. The oh man,
1: we should do a banquet or two together. Wouldn't that be fun? You're officially a railbird. I can see you now with the roster binoculars.
3: Yeah, I could... Do make I, it, take in your notes? I do I, I do that once in a while, but uh, like I said, I don't know the talent anymore. There's no way I could be a general manager or a scout. Yeah, and, but... You know, I know, I know football, and I, I, think I, I think I know good players. And, uh, you know, that whole measurement thing, you know, someone's arms aren't long enough, I don't buy it. <sighs> I think there's way too many metrics out there now, and, you know, you can tell an athlete pretty quick by looking at them. But you know w-
1: why I think the metrics are out there. And the reason he brings that up was last hour. Moose said the Titans took an offensive lineman in round one last night and they're being criticized for it because his arms aren't long enough. And blah, blah. I, I believe the analytics, the stats, and those metrics are to say if the guy doesn't work out, they can go, well, he has all the numbers. Yeah, it's a way to cover the ass of the scouts it's in the a bit GM. Of a, it's
3: a bit of a cop-out for sure. And, you know, that's really what they're looking at these days. And, you know, they do a lot of background checks on these, on these guys coming out of college and... Um, you know, they, they have to have good people now as well, which mm-hmm. I suggest the riders do after last year. Um, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. But, you know, how they fit into their team and getting the best athlete seems to be going by the wayside. And, you know, they're, they're going a lot more on these analytics. And when you say someone's arms are, aren't long enough, they're probably talking half an inch. Yeah. You know, we're not talking, you know, somebody with gorilla arms that go down to the floor here. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's very, very tight.
1: Uh, Arlen Bruce writes in, and AB, thank you. He showed up on football Friday. That's when we want you here, AB. He says, how can I get involved in scouting players professionally? I have an eye for talent on and off the field. Well, Arlen, you played for Winnipeg, Hamilton, BC. Call them. They know you. That would be a good place to start, I would suggest. Did you ever want to do that? You didn't, obviously, I or coached, you would have.
3: I coached for a bit, right? I coached in Toronto for a John year. John Heward. A year and a bit. That was the bit. And, <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that side of it. So I, I remember I that. So I chose to yeah, leave. Yeah, we had a bad,
1: not a good head coach to have.
3: Well, I had Jim Barker to start, and and that year was, was a good year. Um, but but then I was the only one retained because of uh, relationships with uh with uh, some people, and uh, it didn't work out. I just, it was bad. You don't want to
1: name them, yeah.
3: I could tell you stories.
1: I remember. What year was that, 2001?
3: I don't even remember.
1: You don't want to remember.
3: No. I I remember them coming through. I want to say 99,
1: maybe. Maybe, yeah, a long time ago, but I remember the Argos coming through, and I wanted to interview you for the pregame, and you're like, they won't let me.
3: that's how I what? And that's how I got myself fired, because I called Perry Lefko and I said, come interview me. And he said, you're not allowed. I said, please come interview me. (laughs) <laughs> right
1: selling uh office furniture now
3: uh, I'm Very doing consoles now I'm, okay. I'm doing uh, command and control room consoles here
1: yeah. okay Monty in Saskatoon writes and he says I love Jeff there you go well thank you uh from Finkels Finkel einhorn he says is the new CFL TV deal only 1 million per year are there ratings and incentives
3: attached to the deal you already know more than I do about it what do you know about it I th- I don't know exactly, but I think it's a million dollars to start. So it gets $100,000 for each team, but I think the yearly fee being paid is much less than a million dollars a year. I think.
1: I want to end it on this. Uh, Jen from the Four Seasons writes in and says, Roddy, are you still in Calgary next weekend? No, I will not be. Our uh, residency here at Ace Casino Airport ends next Friday. I will not be here next weekend, Jennifer, but thanks for asking. On the good people thing i don't know if every team's ever going to get that but it is very important drafting good people signing good people hiring good people uh we were talking about the 89 flames the other day and what the guys to me said there was a team of good guys they're still around that's the mike vernon's the jamie McCowans, the colin patterson's the lanny mcdonald's i would suggest the i was talking all day because we were at our good friend Derek myers Funeral service memorial a couple weeks ago and Rod said the same thing. He said eighty nine was such a special year. Flames, riders, because we had a bunch
3: of good guys. We did, and it, it's culture, right? I mean, not everybody was a good guy. There weren't our scraps in the locker room and things there there were, there were scraps, but it just gets <laughs> dealt it gets dealt with, right? And it's just, it's just a culture that comes from the top down. It's about leadership. And if you don't, and I mean, top, top, you talk about Phil Kershaw and all the way down through the ranks the general manager, the head coach, all of the coaches, we had like five <laughs> and, you know, the, and the players. And it's just, a, a, it's a culture thing. And it's hard, really, really difficult. I mean, there are people who, who, uh, who are experts in culture, in business, trying to get the right culture. And you have a bad one and it is toxic. You have a good one and it wins championships for you thanks for coming to jeff's ted talk (laughs) perfect though it seems so easy oh and it's not yeah why is it so hard because you've got all kinds of different people you're being paid you know you've got these professionals that are there and you're paying people and they're from all different walks of life you know i mean i won't even name name but you have all different walks of life and if you don't have that right chemistry in the locker room and, and it, it has to be made. And, and then, you know, that, that chemistry outside of the locker room, it's, it, it's a very slippery slope. I mean, look what happened to the riders last year with Marino. I hear, again, I hear that the locker room was lost. Well, what does that mean? That's just a lack of culture. And, and that's, it comes from the top down.
1: Jeff Fairhome, you're the best. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Rodney. See you next time back uh, when we're through.
3: Yeah, safe travels, bud.
1: Two-time Great Cup champion Jeff Fairholm. When we come back, Canada's foremost NFL expert, Jim Lang, from Toronto, and best-selling author on the Leafs as well. That should be fun. We're live from Ace Casino Airport and Hotel Cleek, Calgary Airport on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE, and streaming. Head to
2: YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card.
1: Ace Casino Airport, the place to be, especially for UFC 288 free viewing party here May 6th for UFC 288 and all UFC pay per view events every month at the Ace Casino Airport Sports Bar. Just to my left, your right, on the 40 foot TV wall. We're going to start. Let's bring him in. He needs a hug. His Toronto Maple Leafs had a shot at advancing to the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs for the first time since 2004. But they blew it. See, even your dog's mad. Losing 4-2 to Tampa last night, Jimmy.
2: Ah, Rod, Rod. After 19 years, I should be used to the pain. I should be numb to the pain. But I'm watching the game unfold, and I'm watching Vasilevsky, and I'm like, they're not winning the game. They're not going to win because Vasilevsky had the eye of the tiger. I'm like, that's it. They're not winning this game and they're going back to tampa and if they don't win in tampa then they're going to lose the series
1: could you tell from the get-go early on at the least it just wasn't their night what uh, what gave you that sense
2: well, no because morgan riley scored and i thought that's it but when tampa scored like what 60 seconds later i went "Uh oh i mean that that really i think deflated yeah. them mentally and so after that rod i I just, they threw the kitchen sink at Vasilevsky and he, he just had one of those games. And then I counted a good six, seven chances for the Leafs, point blank on the doorstep. And he just made save after save. And that's, um, that's tough to overcome in the playoffs when a goalie's that good.
1: What's, uh, what was the reaction on your radio show this morning? Did your audience have, uh, some thoughts? What's, yeah, what's, what's the mood, man? Give me the vibe. We're out here in Western Canada. Tell me what they're saying in the big smoke they've been burned so many times recently rod it's
2: just they expect the worst they really expect the worst they i mean think about it 2004 i was looking up the other day the average cost cost of a house in the gta was about three hundred thousand dollars in 2004 it's now over a million price of gas was like 70 cents a liter you know like it was like a world away a generation apart that they made it past the first round so I mean, for so many years, the playoffs is a reality show for Leaf fans because they either don't make it or they don't get by the first round and they're watching other fan bases. And after a game like last night, they're at home, the crowd's amped up, they've got everything going their way. They've come off those two great comebacks and overtime wins, and then they lose like that. You can just feel like, oh no, here we go again. So for the Leafs to be successful, as far as I'm concerned, tomorrow night, they've got to score early and not allow Tampa to tie the game within 60 seconds after you score. And because if, if they're trailing in the third, I just don't know if they're going to be able to come back again. They can't keep coming back to the well.
1: So you're basically saying game six is the series. You're thinking for Oh, well, I do,
2: yeah. yeah, Absolutely. The same thing happened with the Bruins a number of years ago, where if they had won game six, they win the series and went to game seven, and they lost to the Bruins. And there's something about the Leafs in game seven. I mean, they're, think about this, Rod. They are 0-11 in the last 10 years. I'm trying to close out a series. 0-11. I mean, not many teams can say that.
1: Yeah, that's not good at all. Well, I'll tell you what, before we switch to the NFL, and Jim Lang is Canada's foremost NFL expert, um, so get your questions in now for Jim on night one, round one of the NFL draft, and uh, the subsequent rounds uh, today and tomorrow. What's your take on these Stanley Cup playoffs? You're a hockey fan. What's been the best series? Uh, What's not? What's been a surprise to you?
2: Well, I don't know if it's a surprise, but my goodness, Vegas, they're good. I mean, the Golden Knights are a good hockey team. Uh, You know, getting Mark Stone back before they started the playoffs, into the regular season, and Jack Eichel and Petrangelo, you're like, oh, they're loaded. They're a good team. Uh, I've been so – you know, you guys were talking about culture just before I came on. Think about Lindy Ruff, how long he's been in the league. He developed a culture in Buffalo in the late 90s, early 2000s, And he's done the same thing 20 years later, over 20 years later, in New Jersey with the Devils. Think about the culture with the Devils and what they've done lately and how good they've looked against the Rangers. And there was reports of the Rangers yelling at each other in the bench because they're so upset the way things are playing out. Give Lindy Ruff some credit. No one talks about his acumen as a coach, his ability to adapt to younger players and adapt to the new way of doing things in the NHL. I mean, it's a young team in New Jersey, and I mean, I mean, this—I'm not—I wouldn't be surprised if they knock off the Rangers and, and go far in the playoffs. Because there's something about the culture that Lindy Ruff's built in New Jersey that you got to tip your hat to. Ah,
1: uh, speaking of, and I could go on this forever, but on cue, we have questions for you regarding the NFL. But how did you feel about Rick Bonus? Our poll question today for Key Auto Group is: Should he be, or will he be, in trouble with Jets owners? For pointing the finger at the players after Game Five, the loss last night, I don't have a problem with it, but do you? I, I, like, I don't have a problem with it. I guess if today's
2: players don't respond like that. A like kid 21, 22, to hear that, they're probably not going to respond well to it. So it's a it's a tough, tight, tight rope to walk when you think about it. You want to point out that hey, this didn't work out. I wasn't impressed with. Your are back, but then the stand in front of the media announces it to the world and it's played like thousands of times and it's going viral and the players, they're getting text messages around the league. I'm not saying it's right, just to say the way it is now, Rod, with players and agents and, and the buzz in the national hockey league and how things are said like that. So I wonder about his future in Winnipeg. I, it shouldn't be a question, but you wonder if there's, there's going to stuff's going to circle back to ownership in Winnipeg. Are the jets going to retain him? Are they going to, maybe move them up to the front office, get a different coach in, different voice. It's tough being a coach in pro sports right now because A, you want to motivate and push your players, but B, you can't offend them. You can't hurt their feelings, and that's something that just didn't exist when we were growing up.
1: I know, and the thing is, as time goes along, we're not coming back around. Like, what should happen and what does happen are so far apart. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and my good friend Theron Flurry, who's going to be down here next week, Theo's going to be here. He's like, we're done. We're never coming back. The world's done. And I'm like, well, I'd hate to <laughs> well- think you're right, but he's – yeah, yeah, Arlen Bruce III, whom I believe we've had this discussion, was playing for the Argos when you were broadcasting yeah. Argonaut's games. He writes in and says, Mr. Lang, why aren't you in Kansas City at the Super Bowl Champions Draft Party? <laughs> LOL. Chiefs versus Seahawks in Super Bowl 58. That's my prediction.
2: Ah, oh, well, Arlen, first of all, great player, great individual, and just a great football mind just to talk the game on and off the record. I mean, there are players that play the game and are just good at, but there are players that play the game and think the game and he's definitely one of them, understands the game from a a player perspective and a a big pitcher perspective. I've always respected that. So if someone's willing to send me to Kansas City, I'll go. Yeah, gladly. I'll be there. Thank you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Uh, From Ryan in Saratoga, New York. He says, Good day, Mr. Lang. Great T-shirt. Uh, Was the Jets' selection of Will McDonald IV a reach, as a lot of pundits are saying, or is it a case of drafting the best player on the board?
2: I don't think it's a reach. But first of all, I can't stand them saying it's a reach. How do they know it's a reach? The Jets, think about this. The Jets have done their own metrics, their own interviews, their own measurements, their own evaluation. There's probably 10 people in the Jets' front office who have a combined 100 years of NFL experience scouting and and looking at players and felt this is the best player for the team in this moment. So we don't know if it's a reach until the guy actually plays some games. I mean, let's face it, a couple of years ago, Trey Lance was the be-all, end-all. He's only played a handful of football games the last few years. So, I mean, that's why I I, I bristle at that when people say it's a reach. No one knows if it's a reach yet. Let the guy play. He could turn out to be a great player.
1: Uh, yeah, well, that's the thing with social media now and the way things are. Everybody's going to give an opinion. Uh, it's funny, by yeah. the way, Jim, you I consider you and I both old school media people. Sorry, I shouldn't yes. lump you in but we are. No. And it's I, funny because Cam Cole came out, Cam Cole came out with a tweet the other day. Hall of Fame writer, NHL, CFL, and he just yeah. got. Trounced by people for his opinion. He's retired in Kelowna, and I'm like, "Welcome to the new millennium of you can't say anything without just getting buried." Because in Cam's day, unless you were writing a letter to the editor, you could say whatever the hell you wanted. You were never going to have to answer for it, really. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, well, part of the thing I think it's it's the everyone's trying to prove how smart they are. So I'm going to make an opinion. I'm going to go on social media and say that's a reach. Well, how do you know it's a reach? You don't know the player. You've not done the due diligence that the coaches and the front office and the scouts have done. You've not been in the meetings. You've not been in the interviews. You've not looked at the film. You've not scouted them. So it's a, it's an easy narrative to say, yeah, it's a reach. That's, you know, I mean, uh, you could say it's lazy journalism, but it gets clicks, right? It gets people going and yeah. gets comments going on your social media. But the problem is with players coming out of the NFL or any draft, let's face it, Rod, it is. A crapshoot. I mean, you can go down websites and look at first round picks of every major, all the four major pro sports. They don't always hit. And there are, I mean, how many fifth, sixth, last picks overall make it? Tom Brady was a sixth round draft pick. No one, there was no Todd McShay or Mel Kuyper going on and on about Tom Brady when he got drafted out of Michigan to New England. He was an afterthought. So that's where sometimes we, people think they know everything you don't know you don't what you don't know and so there's a there's a feeling yeah. this guy may make it he may be an impact player but until they get in the training camp and get in with the team and start practicing then you're really going to know because uh, the, uh, right now it's uh, we think we know like some people are like why would the eagles get jalen carter from georgia i don't know because now they have a really really deep uh, defensive line and they can rotate all these stud players in and get after the quarterback. That's why they did it. That's not a reach. That's them looking at the team going, there's two big things in the NFL right now. You have to have a quarterback, and you have to be able to get to the quarterback. They've got the quarterback in Philadelphia and Hurts, and now they got another weapon on defense to get after the other team's quarterback. That's not a reach. That's smart drafting.
1: Right, and the thing is, you need a strong leader to block out the noise with with the criticism of your players, of your staff, and the Eagles clearly have it because they're in another Super Bowl this year. Um, your take on, um, I guess, night one of the NFL draft and the other big news of the week is Aaron Rodgers officially a Jet. Lamar Jackson's got five more years in Baltimore, so it's been a good week in the NFL.
2: It has. I- I'm actually glad the Lamar Jackson contract situation's done so we don't have to talk about it all year. And, you know, they got Mark Andrews at tight end. They got Old Odell beckham Jr. So now the Ravens like, ooh, ooh that's pretty good. Um, I thought getting Anthony Richardson out of Florida for the Colts to go with their new coach Shane Steichen who used to be the offensive coordinator with the Eagles and now you think the Colts now that's going to be pretty interesting because they got CJ Stroud in Houston so now you got two really top-end young stud quarterbacks going to the AFC South to go along with Trevor Lawrence so also the AFC South is kind of exciting I think the, the Lions had another good draft and What you we use the word culture, Dan Campbell has built a culture, he refuses to accept the mantra of the same old Lions. They built something good last year and they built on it this year with their draft picks, uh, with players on both sides of the football. So, and if you look at what the Bears did before the draft with the trade with DJ Moore, so now you got Justin Fields and DJ Moore, and now you have a good Bears team, a good Lions team, uh, the Vikings, pretty solid, and now the Packers. We're going to have to hope Jordan Love grows up in a hurry. But I mean, I honestly can't wait for a Bears-Lions game. And I think the Lions are going to be one of those teams that people do not want to play because Dan Campbell's built a culture there that you're going to get punched in the mouth when you play the Lions. And they're building a lot of talent there. So they've drafted wisely going into this second round and third
1: round today, Rod. With Aaron Rodgers in the AFC East, what is your projected ranking of teams? The Where they'll finish? One through four.
2: Well, I still think the Bills are the class of the league. I mean, I mean everyone, I'm glad that Aaron Rodgers has gone to the Jets, but that doesn't mean the Bills aren't still the team to beat in the, the AFC East as far as I'm concerned. They're still the team. I think it's, it's going to be really interesting, Dolphins and Jets, who's number two. And, I mean, I, the Dolphins are a team on the rise as well. It's going to make for great football. And one of those two teams, Jets or Dolphins, may or may not make the wild card in the AFC. That's the reality. Because I'm pretty sure the Bills are gonna win at the division. And there's gonna be, what's the issue right now in the AFC for other teams is there are so many elite level quarterbacks now. They got, I mean, Mahomes and Herbert in the West. You start going down the list of all the divisions, you know, Lamar Jackson's locked up long-term. Not all of these great quarterbacks and all these teams in the AFC are gonna make the postseason. Someone's going to miss. And there's not going to be a lot of margin for error for any of these teams. So that's where, you know, back in the day in the 80s, it was the NFC had all the great quarterbacks. Well, now, right now, the AFC is absolutely loaded with great quarterbacks and great teams.
1: Jim Lang, fantastic commentary as always. Good luck with your leaves and enjoy the rest of the NFL draft. I appreciate the time, brother. Thank you, <laughs> yeah. Rod. All the best. Thank you thank you. All right. Thank you. See ya. Uh, Jim Lang from Hogtown. When we come back, Bakari Grant, the last time he was on, the Grey Cup champion, former Ticat, Stampeder, and Rough Rider, we got cut off. or We didn't get to as much as I'd like to. So, if you got questions for BG Fire Mattis, us, tweet us. We'll be right back to Ace Casino Airport after this timeout and Hotel Cleek Calgary Airport on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, and streaming. Head to youtube.com
2: slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
1: Are you tired of overspending on your purchases? Say hello to local deals available on the MySask411 app, which brings you amazing deals and offers right at your fingertips. With a few taps, you can save big on your next shopping spree, from dining to clothing. MySask 411 has discounts for all your needs. Download the MySask 411 app and start saving today. Back live at Ace Casino Airport, where, by the way, happy hour is on every day, 2 till 5 p.m. 25% off appetizers and 525 domestic beer and highballs. Calgary's newest casino is Ace Casino Airport. And we're also situated at Hotel Clique, Calgary Airport. Let's bring him in, BG, Cali Kid, Bakari Grant, Oakland, California product, joining us from the Bay Area. Just, BG, before you start talking, let's tell our audience, 2010 with the San Francisco 49ers wide out, 2011 to 2015, Hamilton Tiger Cats, 2016 and 18 with the Calgary Stampeders, where he won a great cup, and 2017 with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, where we got to know each other, a CFL East Division All-Star in 2013, and a winner of the 106th Great Cup, BG. Welcome back. What's happening in the Bay Area today,
5: my man? Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, Rod. Uh, You know, weather's getting better. It's beautiful outside. You know, it's (laughs) kind of rare to have to say for uh, California, but we just had about 12 weeks of rain, which was rare. Um, I know rough life, right, for those that just dealt with the uh, snowy winter. So uh, nothing too much to complain about here. Okay. How much you follow hoops? I'm assuming you do. You into it big? <laughs> I am. Um, how much you follow I mean, basketball? I'm a Warriors fan. I, I, I'm a Warriors fan, right? So um, not a huge basketball fan necessarily, but big Warriors fan. Um, I like watching sports for, to watch the greats at any level. Um, so yeah, definitely watching the Kings Warriors right now. That's what I'm
1: asking. I'm just because they're playing tonight and it's like the Warriors just driving a stake into the heart of these poor Sacramento Kings fans. They have a 2 nothing lead and then finally Sacramento's got something and then the Warriors just come in and step on them. Have I read that right? Uh, Stepped on them like Draymond, right? (laughs) 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 Yeah, sorry. Too soon? too soon anyways bg the i I said it the last time we had you on you just started getting into the important stuff at the end and we ran out of time and that was uh you know through this through the nfl was it the players association or alumni association you did that survey about mental health and it kind of opened your eyes can you tell us a little more about that and kind of what your efforts are now towards that
5: yeah absolutely and i guess uh to start um I tell you kind of my pathway uh with mental health and uh some of the journey that I went on. So in 2015, uh for those that follow the Tide Cats uh, was a rough year for me. Um some injuries, fractured my leg, tore my meniscus, uh AC joint sprain. So I was out for a good a good chunk of time for the first time in my career where it was uh, you know substantial towards I was getting older um and football eyes. So I sat down because I was going through this mental issue of uh, an identity crisis, so to speak. And so what I did was, you know, I was sitting in a hot tub one day in my recovery uh, routine and decided to write down kind of my life plan. And it was really a business plan for my life on, you know, who I was, what skill set I had, what skill set I didn't have, and some skill sets that I thought I needed to develop over the next few years as you know my career progressed so fortunately i went on for uh three more years and to win a great cup but that was a pivotal moment for me because i went to this really dark place and i couldn't understand why until i really started asking myself who i was outside of football and i think a lot of players in every sport go through this if they played uh, that sport for the majority of their lives and so in 2018, 2019, I got the opportunity uh, with the NFLPA to take a course in uh, mental health first aid. And basically it gave tools uh, for us to understand when we're having conversations with teammates, ex-players or friends or family um, on how to recognize when somebody's going through something mentally, uh, what are some signs where you can explore deeper and make sure that you know if they are going through some mental uh, difficulties, Um, that we have resources to give them, things we could suggest to them, and then uh, directions that we could point them. So it was a great opportunity for me to kind of reflect on the time that I went through and how I could help others.
1: So let me ask you this. From the time you first realized something wasn't right until you took this survey and saw, yeah, it wasn't right, what happened in between? What was life like then?
5: um you know it's tough it's i think what a lot of uh, athletes go through and a lot of men who aren't taught uh, to talk about their feelings or the the issues that we're dealing with we're taught to toughen up and take it on um it was uh what i would call a somewhat lonely time of exploration which turned out really good but it would have been awesome to have someone alongside of me to say hey i know you're going through this but are some resources that i use so i definitely leaned heavily on uh some of my teammates at the time because i was in this place that i was unfamiliar with um was a great resource for me just talking we had a ton of conversations um throughout 2015 that just really helped me explore um some some of the issues that i was going with so i think for me fortunately i was still in a locker room full of brothers at the at the time that um, i was going through my my issues but What I'm realizing now after taking this course and after um, having some conversations, Jack Fulton out of Calgary has been an amazing resource in helping me understand um, not only what I went through, but what it meant. And so we've been having discussions about players that are post-career that are going through some of these issues. Fortunately, like I said, I still had the locker room to lean on. I still had a set of brothers to lean on. And now i uh, b- really been talking with Jack about how do we create that atmosphere post-career to really maintain some, somewhat of a locker room for guys to be able to depend on um, some others who are potentially going through the same issues or who have resources that, that could potentially help uh, guys that are going through some of these issues.
1: Well, let's cut to the chase right now. If somebody is struggling right now in that demographic of what you've said, current or former players, what should they do today?
5: You know, uh, fortunately in the NFL, they have a ton of resources, uh, especially through the PA where uh, guys can reach out to the PA. And I mean, um, from mental health support, uh, from financial support, career support, um, all these things play into those into the, some of those uh, mental issues or mental health issues that guys are facing. And unfortunately, we don't necessarily have those resources uh, in the CFL. So um, now what I would say is, number one, my phone line, my email, I'm always open to have conversations with guys. But number two is um, I'm working with Jack and his organization Life Choice Dynamics to create a network uh, of guys where we start collecting resources, information. Um, Connecting people really is what it's about and giving them the opportunity to know, hey, this is a safe place. You can contact this group. Um, We'll extend our resources to you or sometimes we'll just listen. So um, that's something that's coming down the line. Um, I'm working with something with the Ticats right now to get a uh, a podcast or some sort of show where we can get in touch with folks who have gone through a career who can share their experience um it's more focused on post career so hopefully there's some connectivity between players and uh ex-players so we're really trying to create those resources right now for the cfl um so any resources that are out there we just uh you know ask that when we get in contact with you or if anyone knows of anything get in contact with us and hopefully we can create something where guys feel comfortable um and have a place to go PG, uh, we need
1: to keep the conversation going, unfortunately. But we're almost out of time here. And I can talk about this for hours, and I realize not everybody wants to. So that's why I won't go on forever. But let me just ask you this. Why don't guys want to talk about it? Can you please tell me why guys don't want to talk about it? We have a minute.
5: Yeah, real quick. I mean, it's plain and simple. We come from a tough sport. You know, we come from a sport where you're taught to, you know, rub some dirt on it, get back up and keep pushing. And that's the, the the stereotype that's now getting pushed away. And I, I would say for men in general, we're in an age where now we're understanding that uh, a network of other, other folks who are going through the same thing exists. Uh, you're not the only one going through it. So um, we're trying to build stronger people and be a support system for them. So, um, you know, the conversation has to happen. <laughs>
1: I'm with you, man, and I'm so proud of you for you for you doing this, and I thank Jack for helping out anything you need. You know I'm here for you
5: guys. Thank you, BG. Right up. Always appreciate it, Rod, in. thank you so much.
1: Great message from great cup champion Bakari Grant. We'll be right back with one final segment, including a fairly lengthy sports update, which is going to be good because there's a lot going on. I still can't get the text line going, so if you want to talk to me, do it through the streams, okay? And we'll finish it all off a wonderful week here at Ace when we come back on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, and streaming.
2: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
1: One final time, Hotel Clique, Calgary Airport. And by the way, breaking news RP Show listeners get 15% off Hotel Clique standard rates with the promo code RP Show. Starting now, book before May 6th and travel before December 21st. Cannot be combined with other offers or negotiated rates. Some restrictions apply. Call Hotel Cleek for details and we have some very exciting news coming your way shortly for CFL fans and Hotel cliques. so uh, that's a long between May 6th and December 21st use the promo code and get 15% off as promised a sports update on this Friday on a football Friday Canada's Jennifer Jones and Brent Lang will play for the bronze medal after falling 6-2 to the USA in today's semifinals at the World Mixed Doubles Curling Championship in South uh, Korea. Canada will meet Norway in Saturday's bronze medal game while the USA will battle Japan for gold. It's a travel day for the Toronto Maple Leafs after the team failed to wrap up their first-round Stanley Cup playoff series with a 4-2 loss to the Tampa Bay Lightning Thursday night The Leafs can close out the best-of-seven affair with a Game 6 win Saturday night in Tampa. The Edmonton Oilers and L.A. Kings also get back at it Saturday night in L.A. The Oilers hold a 3-2 series advantage following Tuesday's 6-3 win in Edmonton. I'll finish this the way that I started. There's an NHL scout here the other night at the Saddle Dome at the Wranglers game who was complaining to me that the Oilers and Kings have to wait another night because of an NBA game in L.A. tonight. He's probably watching right now because he says that he does on TELUS Channel 924, Game Plus TV. So I'm, this, I'm not going to call him a whiner, even though he was whining. <laughs> can we stop complaining about things? There's four games tonight as it is. And four teams facing elimination tonight. The Carolina Hurricanes can close out their series with the Islanders with a win on Long Island. The Boston Bruins can eliminate the Panthers with a Game 6 victory in Florida. Dallas Stars need a road win in many to end that series in game six And the defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche need a win in Seattle at the crack House to avoid being ousted by the Kraken. Any bets? What do we who's who's going down tonight? Will it be the Avalanche? Will it be the Panthers? Stars or Isles. What a great night of hockey in the National Hockey League. The NBA playoffs continue tonight with a pair of crucial game six matchups the defending champion golden state warriors can close out their series with a four straight victory at home against the sacramento kings and the la lakers can finish off the memphis grizzlies with a win on home court the toronto blue jays open a three-game series with the seattle mariners tonight at rogers center ace alec manoa gets the start for the blue jays against seattle's luis castillo toronto sits Third in the American League East, four and a half behind the first place Tampa Bay Rays. Canada's Taylor Pendrith is two shots back of the leader heading into the second round of the PGA's Mexico Championship in Puerto Vallarta. American Austin Smotherman is in first place after closing with four straight birdies for an eight under 63 in Thursday's opening round. Defending champ and Masters winner John Rahm is four shots back. This sports update is brought to you by Landmark Cinemas in theaters now. Renfield and this modern monster tale of Dracula's loyal servant, Nicholas Holt, stars as Renfield, the tortured aide to history's most narcissistic boss, Dracula, played by Nicholas Cage. Renfield is forced to procure his master's prey and do his every bidding. But now, after centuries of servitude, Renfield is ready to see if there's a life outside the shadow of the Prince of Darkness. If only he can figure out how to end his codependency. Renfield in theaters now. Landmark Cinemas this weekend. Go check it out. Courtesy of the RP Show. And Landmark Cinemas. By the way, uh, we do have a winner. Randy Butzilar. Ta-da! From Regina. You are going to the movies, courtesy the RP Show at Landmark Cinemas. You texted MOVIES to 902-518-3033, and you've won uh, the gift package, courtesy Landmark Cinemas, of movie passes and concession coupons for the movie of your choice. So we wind this up uh, another fantastic week that went by far too fast uh, here on the old RP Show at Ace Casino Airport. From Stacy from Access World Headquarters watching, says, have a great weekend, Rod Squad. Go Kings. Uh, Ryan in Saratoga, New York, says, have a great weekend, everyone. Enjoy whichever sports you watch. Go Devils. From Ryan in New York. Sorry, Ryan in Metro Atlanta. Another great RP show. Thank you, Ryan. We are Atlanta's NHL show. Last minute of play. And the RP show this week. And I got to mention, too, get out and support your uh, local junior hockey teams if you are in Winnipeg, if you are in Saskatoon, Kamloops, or Kent, Washington. The WHL Conference finals opening tonight with game ones, Blades at Ice, Blazers at T Birds, and also that breaking CFL news we'll be talking about over the weekend. Four teams over the salary cap Winnipeg, Toronto, Ottawa, and Montreal. We broke it all down earlier on today with Jeff Fairholme. If you missed it, go back and watch or give it a listen. Also, a big thank you to Jim Lang and Bakari Grant for being on your favorite daytime sports talk show today. And we'll see you back here Monday, noon Eastern, on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, and The Streams, live from Ace Casino and Hotel Quake Calgary Airport.